0: spirit with words, quotes, and phrases in 60 seconds or less. I am your host and the family Brand educator, LaVette Mint, here with you every first and third Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss it. Peace, family. Greetings. Welcome to the 60 Second Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 6. I am your host and the family brand educator, LaVette Men. Today, we'll be talking with John Ebron with Ebron Coaching and Consulting, LLC. He is also a certified John Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach. The topic for today is growing and moving beyond being the solopreneur. So simply put, going from working in your business to on your business, leveling up into that true CEO and boss position over your umpire, over your brand. John is truly a sage in his own right. Every time he speaks, he has the ability to stir and move your spirit and your soul while educating you and moving you toward A call of action. So I'm very excited for the information and the gems that he'll be dropping on us today. So make sure you stay tuned in and friends don't educate themselves alone, right? So make sure you tag your friends, invite your friends and host watch parties. Now, as always, you know, I have to open up by expressing my gratitude. So on this day, I am overly grateful for my words, having the ability to speak being capable of speaking words. Our words are so powerful and they pack a punch whether we know it or not. It's a tool that we have readily at our disposal that we can tap into at any given moment to shift and change our reality into one that we want to experience and live. So with this gift, having the gift of words, I am overly grateful and thankful. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it, family. Check out John's pitch.
1: This is John Ebron of Ebron Coaching and Consulting, where we use principles, principles, Universal principles to reinforce effective practices. So, I coach, I train, and I speak for individuals and organizations, helping them to align their practices and cause uh, with a causal effect of coaching. So, we are uh, engrossed in the pursuit of excellence and helping others find their voice in excellence. So, walk with me and allow me to uh, walk with you on your leadership journey.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was John Ebron with Ebron Coaching. John, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here.
0: Now, you did such a phenomenal job introducing yourself through your pitch, and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you on today. Um, but can you just take us back a little bit and just tell us a little bit more about who, who is John <laughs> Ebron and what put you on the path of becoming a leadership coach?
1: Oh wow! Okay, well, um, I have been uh, coaching as a professional certified coach for the past four years, uh, but really my coaching journey started while wow, well over two decades ago. Um, I served twenty years in the military, and during that time, I served dur- uh, in the chaplain's corps as a religious specialist, um, religious support specialist. So basically, we facilitated the uh religious activities uh that soldiers and family members partake will partake in and during that time i got the opportunity to work with so many individuals and organizations uh around the area of coaching although we didn't really you know stress that it was an actual um profession it was more of a skill set um and I really enjoyed the work. It was it was daunting at times, but I really enjoyed the work. It was it was more of an ex- exploration for those who were ready to explore. Um, so not so much a, a religious exercise per se, but that was the platform that brought the people to me. And uh, then as time went on, we nine uh, eleven hit. And you know we all were, were rocked by that, and trying to kind of find our new center. Mm-hmm. And the military, in and of itself, went through uh, what I would classify as somewhat of a, a crisis. And um, you know we went from a peacetime army to now we're in these campaigns, and people are rapid mm-hmm. deployments, and things are you know happening so fast. We really lost uh, sight of being centered and balanced from a, a human standpoint and so we started this campaign this this uh, initiative called the Ready Resilient Campaign and out of all of that several of us were were trained and classified yeah. as master resilience trainers and from my perspective you know i call it you know just being a life coach in the military <laughs> cuz essentially a lot of the work that you did as a as a resilience trainer was that of of, of a coach and so i as i learned more about that i you know, got ready for retirement i decided you know i want to continue mm-hmm. this work and so uh i went to uh, the maxwell company john maxwell who you know most people know him as the leadership guru of the world you know just amazing guy who's done so much work uh in uh the religious sector as well as in corporate around leadership development and personal development and he had started a new coaching certification so i went through his His courses and uh, got certified as a coach and a public speaker, and Mm -hmm. started the work. And for me, the um, the idea of coaching people who are birthing new ideas, whether that new idea is a business, a family, you know, a new idea of themselves, um, I found personal attachment to that, for lack of better terms, because I know what it is like. To go through that process without the support of a community or someone skilled in helping someone find themselves, and so I wanted to continue the work in the civilian world of supporting the pursuit of excellence, and so that's you know our catchphrase, our our tagline, um, and I define excellence as the fulfillment of the desired intent. Um, so. Um, not just stumbling through life and seeing what happens and trying this and trying that, but having a desired Mm -hmm. uh, intent and completely satisfying that intent. That is what we call excellence. And that is something that is, um, philosophically is unattainable, right? There really is no pinnacle where you can go no higher in life, but it gives you that drive and that focus to always keep moving forward and so that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, how uh, ECC or Ebron Coaching and Consulting was born.
0: Wow. 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 Coach. So your your main focus is, is like you said, coaching those that are birthing something new, right? New ideas, new Absolutely. new businesses. So, you know, the topic for the show um, is growth beyond being a solopreneur.
1: Well, yeah, I was, I was excited when I yeah, saw that.
0: <laughs> Yes, so, and I'm excited to hear from you um, On this particular topic So what does that look like? Growth beyond being a solopreneur Because at, when we start out We start as solopreneurs um, And that's why i recommend so many new entrepreneurs to read the e-myth because it talks about when you're starting out as a mm. solopreneur and the different roles and being able to delegate those tasks so that you can grow beyond being a solopreneur not working in your business but working on your business right so, so yes, can you just yes. talk to us a, a, a little more about that what, what, what does that look like that whole growth process
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, so first of all, being a solopreneur is an honorable Mm -hmm. endeavor. It really, really is. Um, And, you know, for all of us, or for most of us, that's how you have to start, right? You start with what you have. (laughs) So you are the CEO and the vice president and the this and the that and the other, right? But I think a lot of us, and myself included, my intention when I wanted to start this practice and I got ready to transition back into the civilian world, um, I had no intentions of building a company with a support staff, you know, um, my, my intent was to, you know, as I'm sitting right now in my little home office, uh, to work from home and, uh, to generate enough clientele where I can comfortably handle that workload, um, a, 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 as, a, as a solo act and do no more than that so that I can finally, you know, cool my right. heels and chill. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and, and then you start this solopreneur track and you realize there is no such thing as cooling your heels, whether there's one person or 50 people or uh, right. 5,000 people, right? Um, it's sort of like uh, my mom used to say, you know, as a single person, people think that single people have less to do right because there's not you know, all mm-hmm. these different people in the house but you know whether there are five people making trash or there's one person making trash right. the trash right. eventually has yeah. to go out <laughs> you know <laughs> so you you may lose volume in, in, in you know um, workload but you don't necessarily lose the workload as an entrepreneur and um, yeah yes. I think was it Michael Gerber I think is his name and um, does just a mm-hmm. phenomenal job in e myth uh, laying that out that whether you know it or not you are mm-hmm. you, you are right. the organizational chart <laughs> right. um, you you are everything you are the marketeer and the salesman and you know the headquarters and the financier and you are everything mm-hmm. and the logistician and you know all of that and uh, if you don't know how to uh, expand your operation. It's not just being stagnated oftentimes because, you know, we've heard the, uh, the, Mm -hmm. the cliche that when you're standing still, you're actually falling behind. You know, if you don't make forward momentum and your growth is not indicative of that uh, forward momentum, Mm -hmm. then you become obsolete, you know? Um and, and and you know this is you have to take some of this with a grain of salt because am I saying that being a solopreneur is impossible? Absolutely not. Uh, but what I have found more often than not when working with clients uh, that when they begin to see the possibility of tapping a larger vein in the market space, uh, the idea of expanding. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's inevitable, you know? And I, I was telling this a, a few months ago, I was telling this to another uh, prospective client. I said, think about this. You know, this individual was, was working on a proposal for a diversity and inclusion um, project for a large corporation. And I said, think about this. I said, you're trying to uh, connect to this larger organization um, and be a part of mm-hmm. their organization, you know, for this project. You know, so you're, you're trying to to, you know, expand this organization is right. expanding to include you. So it, it, it only makes sense that in order for you to continue yes. to do work with someone yes. that has that objective, you're going to have to expand. Right. So expansion is a, is inevitable um, unless you found find a, a very unique opportunity. Uh, oh. that will allow you to remain stagnant without dying. Yeah. So I, you know, those opportunities exist for those who, who really you know, have, have found their their ceiling and don't want to go beyond that. I believe those opportunities are out there, but it doesn't align with principle. You know, um, I think it was Jim Rohn that asked the question, like you know, how, how, how large will a tree grow? and then he says as large as it can you know you, you don't, you're not going to find a right. kid that says you know what i'm going to just park it at 55 <laughs> you percent know.
0: right right i like that yeah. analogy it's so true Absolutely. yeah yeah so expansion is inevitable i think Absolutely. i think you should put that on a t-shirt i like that. <laughs> <laughs> expansion is inevitable and also with expansion there are also um, that the whole mindset growth right that personal mm-hmm. growth needs to, to, to come into play because you need to grow mentally in order mm-hmm. for you to, to um, be able to ride that wave of the expansion right so, so so let's talk a little bit about mindset growth and personal growth and let's talk about the importance of it and also being able to recognize when it's needed
1: yes yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. You know, well, when it comes to mindset, in my personal opinion, you always have to be bigger than your business.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You always have to be bigger than your business, and you th- and think about it. And I actually, I said, you know, I was you know thinking about our our um, time together, and I said I should look this up. I didn't get a chance to look mm-hmm. this up though. Uh, like the average stats, okay. right? But if you think about a woman giving birth, mm-hmm. right. A woman giving birth is not or child bearing child is not going to stay the same weight she was before she got pregnant. Right. You know, (laughs) that's typically not going to happen. And if a a a woman is going to give birth to a healthy, let's say five pound, you know, four-ounce baby, Mm -hmm. right? she's she's not looking to grow five ounces five pounds and four ounces right, right? you know she's looking to expand a little bit more than that because her body needs to expand her uh, metabolism her metabolic you know structure needs to expand to hold herself and what she's birthing and businesses i think are really no different you know so it's not <laughs> not,
0: I look at I look at um, a business from the perspective of, of birthing a child mm-hmm. and nurturing that child over time right. it, you know that child can't go from being a new a newborn to um two years old right. in a matter of two to three months right it takes time mm-hmm. there's milestones that the child needs to go through and we if we look at our business from that perspective um I think I think it'll be a, a lot easier to to stick with it, to have more patience, and also to give your business what's needed in order for it to grow and flourish. So I just wanted to throw that in there, but um, yeah. And,
1: and and that is the mindset, right? That is the mindset that mm-hmm. uh, this thing, this this entity, this business needs yes. me to be larger than the business itself. You know. So is it? Is it uh selfish to take care of yourself and to, you know, you, you have to be able to sacrifice and and I, I love the whole concept of grind and hustle and grind and hustle. And we but I, I feel like at times we, we have begun to idolize this concept of grind and hustle, grind and hustle. And you don't matter. Burn yourself into the ground, you know. Um, now I think it takes tenacity and it takes determination um, and all of those things to be successful as an entrepreneur. And, um, and I also wanted to talk about the the difference between being a business owner and an entrepreneur, but, um, but it does definitely take tenacity and it definitely takes, you know, being, having the ability to sacrifice and to subordinate lesser values for higher values. And I would like to do this, but, I'm going to not do this because this will set this in place and, you know, that will pay off in the future. You know, all of those kind of mature decisions, you have to be able to do that. But I think that it's the mature entrepreneur that has a really good uh, beat on how they're doing and their own self-assessment, their own self-awareness that says, what I am doing is in order to birth this child, it's either in alignment with universal principles, which is going to cause it to to be a co-creator type situation where the universe conspires with me, or I am a cheap knockoff, you know, imitation of productivity and success that has a shelf life that can only last for so long. Um, So the mindset has to be as you were saying, expand to be prepared to, to nurture, you know, be bigger than the business because the business ultimately, if you are the president or the CEO, you know, or the chief, you know, individual running that that operation, the business is always going to look to you for the next best move. And so you have to be prepared. You need to be positioned well to provide that leadership for that endeavor or that initiative
0: yes and and I I want to piggyback off of what you said about having a short shelf life mm-hmm. right and I think uh, that is happening a lot because right now we're in this era where entrepreneurship or business ownership is on the rise. And I I absolutely cannot wait for you to break down the difference between the two. But um because now we're in a time where entrepreneurship, um business ownership is is on the rise. So there's a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of which is sad because I I feel like I know that if you come from a place of being a creator instead of being a competitor, Mm. then you're able to to build a business on a, a stable foundation that will yield long-term results right longevity a long a longer shelf life i guess you could say right (laughs) for lack of better words but um it it comes with competition because again social media is very noisy Mm -hmm. and if we don't stay focused on why we're doing this. Am I really doing this to impress right. others? Am I really doing this to say, hey, I have a business too, right? Or am I really doing this to serve a needed purpose right. in the community? Right. And when we're not clear on that and we kind of get caught up in that rat race of, of competition, you know, wanting to be seen, wanting to be a part of the pack, then we we lose the integrity of why it's important to take your time, nurture that baby, allow that baby to grow at the pace that it's needed for that particular baby, right? Serve of that baby, that particular baby, because no babies, no two babies are made the same, right? And if we don't really, <laughs> if we Absolutely, don't really right. grasp the concept of that, then that's what we kind of fall into what you mentioned, <laughs> that whole short shelf life and losing the integrity of your business. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to piggyback Absolutely. on that. Now, when we talk about, well, before I ask you this next question, can you go ahead and please define the difference between a business owner and entrepreneur?
1: Okay. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to try my best. I, you, know, you, you know, you've known me for some time. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I tell everybody I look just like my daddy and I talk just like my mama. <laughs> i will talk to you to death if you let me so i'm gonna to try to. Be no you are, you, are <laughs> you are good you are you are
0: good because every time you speak you are always dropping words of power words of wisdom
1: oh, like, it
0: really it really stirs your soul and it really causes a um a, a call to action so mm-hmm. I, I go ahead <laughs>
1: all you, all you. <laughs> I, I I will start off simply by saying there is there is a distinct difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur, and um, both are honorable. I think that's important to, to to point out because a lot of times with individuals uh, talking about the, you know, this whole discussion, they talk about business ownership like it's some sort of knockoff, you know, little redhead stepbrother to entrepreneurship, right? You know, you're not an entrepreneur, you're just a business owner. You know, well, <laughs> being a business owner is honorable um, and, and we need business owners, right? Um, I would say, and this is why, and actually this is why, you know, you, in a little bit of my, my, my little spiel there, my little elevator pitch, I, I make mention of that all the time that I, I want to work with individuals who are birthing something new. Um, I say all the time that ECC is a seeing, saying, soaring company, right? Um, So we have the ability to see. And when you see, you're not seeing causes uh, light to come in to the eye and then reflect, right? So it's receiving data and then analyzing that data in a way. And then saying is projecting back out into the world based off of the data that you see, but that you interpret, that you uh, perceive. And then soaring off, that's, that's the excellence piece. That's where we go higher, you know. And you go higher by doing something new. And that is, I think, the crux of entrepreneurship. An entrepreneur is someone who solves a new problem. So if I um i'm a franchisee for example this is you know be a crude example let's say i i I, um you know i buy a a, a mcdonald's or something or other right and now i'm a franchisee and i am running this business i didn't you know i didn't create anything and if you want to be successful you better not create anything (laughs) right you better follow the patterns because they are proven and they will work right um a lot of entre- a lot of uh, business owners, uh, follow that model, right? So you're a real estate agent, but you have all the the, the standard forms are all created, the standard processes are created. You have a coach that's going to coach you along the pathway of what you're supposed to be doing, and you're you know, you, you, you you veered from step five point six seven eight, you know, <laughs> and um, it's all laid out. And so it's it's about bringing your uniqueness to this. Um, well-established process and that's what business owners do yeah entrepreneurs solve something new entrepreneurs are what uh government officials for example you know whether you know local or what have you say hey we got this issue that's going on and we need someone you know that that would solve this you know we will you know we will provide grant funding for someone who has a solution for this, but, you know, I got a homelessness problem. And when I solved the homelessness problem, it created a gun control problem. And when I solved the gun control problem, it created a, you know, drug or whatever, right? So, you know, the the, the ecosystem constantly continues to shift and move and all these new opportunities or problems come up. And then someone comes in with a brand new solution an innovation of such that revolutionizes the, the, the stage and creates all new, you know, benefits and opportunities. So if, you know, there was no, you know, widget stand in the little old town of John E. Bronville, and you came in because that solved the problem that nobody had a solution for, then you're an entrepreneur, you're you're bringing, you're interjecting something new and solving a problem, causing that community, uh, that neighborhood, that city, that whatever to flourish uh, above and beyond that current problem set. So an entrepreneur solves a new problem. A business owner manages uh, and follows the business practices and principles uh, of effectiveness that causes mm-hmm. an operation to be successful.
0: Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, class is in session. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm r- really ov- over here on this end taking notes because I always believed that, and I went through um, an entrepreneur training program, entrepreneurship training program twice, actually with Operation Hope. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I, I always thought that an entrepreneur was one that would, that's, pretty much positioned to provide employment to the community so you build your business to the point where you're able to actually provide employment so I've always thought that uh, entrepreneurship or being an entrepreneur fit in that category but I just learned something new today well it still somewhat goes hand in hand because if you If you're able to successfully solve a new problem, then you're automatically going to grow and expand. Because when you said that, the first two companies that came to mind were um, Uber and Airbnb, right, Mm -hmm. solving a new problem. Um, and of right. course, when you grow to that capacity, <laughs> you need employees, right? Growing beyond the <laughs> solopreneur, right? So,
1: <laughs> and, and you, you need business owners, yeah. Yeah. right? You need people that can handle this this business. I need you to go handle this book of yes. business, you know. Um, and but but the, is and, and and that is an interesting dynamic, you know. What I'm finding now in major corporations, what they're looking for for from employees is an entrepreneurial spirit, right? So they're looking for entrepreneurship in W2 employees, right? Because it's not so much about uh, just running a business, but it's a mindset. Is this person a problem solver, you know? Is this person a disruptor, you know? Uh, can, Can they come in and without destroying the productivity of a functioning team, uh, disrupt non-productive patterns and totally revolutionize what's going on in this team. Because if I can get the, the Southwest branch of the ABC company, you know, exploding, it's going to force force the Northeast, you know, to yada, yada, yada. And all these different internal factors are coming to play, right? So, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, people say, you know, I don't want to quit my job, you know. Um, m- maybe you don't have to. <laughs> you know um, the, it, it definitely benefits people whether you're in business for yourself and you're a business owner or whether you are engaged in the mission of another organization as an employee it always benefits the individual to practice and study and engage in entrepreneurial think mindset thinking
0: yes. Yes, that was good. Thank you for that. I, like, I love how you expounded on that. You really put a lot into perspective. Um, now, when we talk about, again, growing beyond being the solopreneur and expanding your brand and being bigger than your business, um, right. we have to be mindful of making sure that our foundation is solid, right? So, let's talk a little bit about succession planning because many business owners and entrepreneurs, they don't even know what succession planning is. And I um, learned a little bit about succession planning because, you know, I do have a family brand, a family business. And as I was researching, you know, building a solid and profitable um, family business, Succession plan planning came up several times. So I started to do a little studying on it. So can you, I would love for you to talk to us about what is succession planning and why is it important? Or if, if it really, if it's important.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, again, another huge topic. absolutely love it. Succession planning was the uh, catalyst for me to get over the concept of um, a little mom and pop business that I just run by myself until I die, and then it's gone. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so succession planning, in a nutshell, is the processes and procedures that you want to put in place that will allow you to transfer that business uh, when you so choose. Okay. So succession planning is the ultimate manifestation of sovereignty within your business
0: oh John, I like that <laughs> I, I bet in the way you you broke that down I, I was able to see that clearly like I actually just caught a glimpse a vision of what that looks like beautiful wow, beautiful. wow.
1: and that's really that's really what it is you know so you know if you think about sovereignty as the uh, within within the realm of business ownership and entrepreneurship sovereignty is the ability to work with whom you want to work with for as long as you want to work with them for the price that you want to work for right Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and so a lot of people that is that is the appealing uh, trinket for entrepreneurship for a lot of people, you know, I'm tired of working for people. I want to work for myself, right? Yes. And and, and, and rightly so, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But depending upon what industry you're in, sovereignty uh, within your business is not easy to obtain, right? Um, Working for as long as you want to work. And when you're talking about, about that, you're talking about, you know, whether you want to work you know, 8-hour days, 18-hour days, or what have you, right? Or do you want to work for 20 years or 30 years or 100 years or whatever, right? Um, Right. For as long as you want, with the people that you want to work with, you know, to be able to say to ABC Company, you know what, I thank you so much for your proposal, but upon further, you know, consideration, I do not find that we are best fit for this joint venture, but I do wish you best success in the future, and I'll keep your your perspectives on file for, you know, any future opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, right. Um, if, if, if food on the table is an, is, is an issue, you don't have sovereignty in your business. You really can't do that. Right. That's um, true. Yeah. And then for as long as you want to work, So you know, I am, I'm starting this business at the age of 19 and at the age of 30, I want to be retired from this adventure. That's my, that's my 10 15 20 year strategic plan for myself right Mm -hmm. um so when you start thinking from that perspective like you know what's gonna happen are you just gonna just drop this let's say you develop this you know three million dollar book of business or 15 million dollar book of business and now you're gonna say well that was fun i'm going fishing (laughs) you know (laughs) probably not Right, right? right so you're 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 gonna have to start thinking how do i and this, and this is a live entity. This is a baby you have birthed, right? And you can't say, well, now you've reached the age 18, grown and gone, get out of my house and I can care less what you do. You're not gonna do that, right? You want this baby to live on, you know? And so um, you, you have to prepare yourself that that company will succeed you, you know? So succession planning is, is prepping yourself to, to sell that business. And to, to give that on to another, you know, adventure and, and let another adventurer take that business on to its next, you know, stage in evolution. When you start thinking about your business from that perspective, you know, I'm going to do this for 20 years, you know, and then I'm going to give it over to junior <laughs> or I'm going to do this for as long as I want to do it. But then, you know, at that point, um. And I have no idea when that point is going to come. But at that point, I want to sell this business, you know, uh, for what it is worth at the time that I'm ready to sell it and move on with my life and do something different. When you start thinking about that, that's succession planning in a nutshell. And when you start thinking about that, even if you don't intend to do that, it forces a solopreneur to think beyond somebody else doing the marketing and somebody else managing the finances and somebody else running current and future operations and someone else, you know, doing the business development and so on and so forth. It forces you to say, you know what? If I am going to sell this business to someone, it has to the the operations of this business have to come out of my head and into a system itself that is apart from me that I can give to another organization, you know? So when you start thinking about succession planning, you think about, well, what is the unique mix that makes Ebron Coaching and Consulting, for example, uh, a viable business for a business broker to come in and buy? Why, what would make me a, a, attractive to a business buyer? You know, well, I, I, you know, I have a structure in place that I have the container that they can fill up with their own content and I have some content that they don't even have to to, to go out and find. You know, a lot of times when people buy businesses, you know, the business get, gets, you know, bought out by someone else and the employees never know, <laughs> you know, or they know, but it, they, it, they don't skip a beat. You know, they they were wearing the red shirts with the the, the white triangle, you know, as the logo. And now they gave us green shirts with a circle logo. And we just keep right on, you know, selling widgets. You know, but that was the only reason why that was possible was because company A positioned themselves well so that when it made sense, they can be bought out by company B. And both are the better for it. So uh, no matter what you are doing as a solopreneur, your business is transferable. Think about your business being transferable. You know, I I I, I try not to, to interject a whole lot of my faith in these kind of talks, but um, if you know the story of, you know, the children of Israel leaving Egypt, <laughs> right? You know, um don't think about your business succeeding you as a sad, sad day. Your business succeeding you should be a happy, happy day, right? Um, where there is this payout for all of your effort and energy. You've been getting benefit, you know, all along the life and growth and development of this business, but there is a grand payout in succession, if done right, that, you um, that's where generational wealth come from. That's where the propelling of new initiatives come from that, that you know, uh, takes you on into another adventure. You, you should find succession planning as an incredibly exciting exercise in the growth and development of your business uh, plans and, and, and intentions. I
0: love it. I love it. That was a, a, a whole session, a whole class session right there by itself. It said a lot, but no, but it really, it, it really forces you to stretch your mind beyond the initial yeah. launch or just the initial everyday grind and hustle, right? Like we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Um, it, it really makes you think about your business as an asset that will or can possibly potentially lead to a grand payout. Yes. in the end.
1: Yeah. I like yes, that. I mean, the yeah, gravitational like pull that is trying to prevent you from being a business owner or a solopreneur is tremendous in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. And if you if you yeah. got the the gas power to kind of blast through that gravitational pull and launch into solopreneurship, your succession planning should be the you know the quantum wormhole tunnel that takes you to the other side of the galaxy, right? You know. It, mm-hmm. it is is exponentially um, bigger than what starting the business in the first place could have provided for you and so it forces you you cannot think small and think succession planning mm-hmm. through, you know? yes
0: because the I mean the root word in succession planning is success yes right. And with success, you can't think small. You have to think big because the success in itself is is a very grandiose thing. So let me ask you this. So at what stage do you recommend or would you recommend that we begin to put some sort of succession plan in in place?
1: Okay. So this is where I, um, I get in trouble with some of my mentors, (laughs) (laughs) um, Because I honestly, now that I understand a little bit about succession planning, I don't consider myself, you know, the end all be all of succession planning by, by any stretch. But now that I understand succession planning, I think that succession planning is an incredible motivational tool for a new start. So I think even in the new start phase, you should be thinking about succession planning. Okay. So think about it proportionately, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the planning phases of start of launching a new start, uh, you shouldn't think about you know succession planning more than you think about launching the business in the first place, right? right. <laughs> you know, got to think about it proportionately. But I think like I think that uh, the just the mere exercise of planning and developing a succession. Plan a succession initiative, it shapes and directs the planning of engaging and growing a business in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say ask yourself, it should be kind of a, a rider addendum to every thought process in the new start, okay. Right? So I am starting a business. I'm starting a business selling widgets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to have a headquarters because the headquarters is going to be the brains of the operation. Um, and it's going to be where all the marching orders come from. And uh, it's going to be the, the initiator of all things in this company, right? right. So as I put together my headquarters, I should also ask myself, and what about this headquarters is marketable to someone who's going to come in and buy this business? Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay, so the headquarters says we're gonna sell widgets and so I need to have a production line. So that's gonna be a part of the operation is production. You know? Um, So now we're gonna move that into operations, right? So what about operations? What about this operation is gonna be marketable? Let's say uh, a business, uh, a a normal business that sells these widgets requires staffing at this level. Okay. Now, I need to stair step myself up to that level. I might not be able to come right in with 100% productivity. I gotta stair step myself up into that. So it may be uh, a period of time before I can reach maximum productivity. I got to make sure that I get to that level at this time because this part, this part turns my succession plan from from black to yellow to green. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now, if I had to sell this business today, I could sell it, you know, for profit because I have a fully functioning turnkey operation. You know, yeah. I need marketing. So if my marketing uh, department is uh, set up correctly, then I can campaign for the business that I'm, I I have. And I also can communicate consistently or, or campaign pay, pay for the business that I want and communicate consistently with the business that I'm currently working with, right? right. Um, so again, what does my marketing staff need to look like if I was ready to turn this business over to someone else, mm-hmm. you know, because as a solopreneur, you, you set up an org chart and you put the little boxes and you attach the little lines to the boxes and you put all the boxes that you need to put on the, the org chart and then you write your name in all the boxes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what your org chart looks right. like as a solopreneur. You, you can't, you can't market that mm-hmm. to a business buyer, you know? So I got this business set up, but you're going to have to find a president and a vice president and a second vice president and a marketing, you know, uh, a marketeer and a financier and, and owner. You yeah. got to find all that stuff. You know, they're going to go to someone else who already has, you know, you got a great container, but they also have some content in that wow. container, you know. And so it will be a less of a, a, a hassle for the buyer to build that business up and, and make a profit. Mm-hmm. So, my personal opinion, succession planning, that should start in in incremental steps right along with uh, new okay. start planning.
0: Wow. Thank you so much. Like, I'm so serious. I literally took two pages of notes since I've been talking to you. No, but I've learned so much. And I appreciate all that you've shared because, again, it it forces you. If you're really serious about creating um, a legacy and, and, and a lot of what you were just saying, it took me back to when I attended the 10X uh, Grant Cardone conference in, in Miami And Damon John spoke and Damon John said, it's very important when you're you're building your business that you you build a fundable foundation, meaning that you're able to take Mm -hmm. money in. Right. Bring investors in that will help you to expand your business, grow your business or even take your business off of your hands. So it took me back to that moment, because, again, it it forces you to even though you may still be in that solopreneur position, but it stretches your mind and it allows you to see far into the future. What does it what does that look like? And um, it also reminds me of uh, beginning with the end in mind. (laughs) Right. Uh, yes. Beginning Absolutely. with the end in mind and then working backwards. Okay. Like you said um not too long ago about okay, having sovereignty. I love that. I'm gonna use that now just just to warn you. Having sovereignty not only no. in my personal <laughs> life, but in my business as well, right? <laughs> Sovereignty in my business. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. Wow. That's why I say you're always dropping words of power and wisdom. But um, having sovereignty in my business, really building my business to the point where I can work as long as I want for however long I want. So if I say, okay, I'm going to take um, birth this baby, and I dedicate myself to taking care of it and being in it and growing it and building it for the first 18 years, right? And then after 18 years, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Right. So, but well, what, what does that, what does that <laughs> right. look like? And, and what does your foundation look like? What does that journey look like? So starting from um, the end and then kind of working backwards so that you can successfully build that foundation. Um, yeah, that, that was really powerful and I know it will uh, put a lot of perspective um, in place for, for many business owners to, you know, when they're moving and transitioning into becoming entrepreneurs or really growing and expanding their businesses, they'll understand the importance of, of the planning phase. You know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and let me uh, real quick just to emphasize too, no one is saying that, that you, you are mm-hmm. wrong if you stay a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really not even the point. Um, but succession planning thinking about your business growing your business beyond you it again it expands you so large then you survivability does not it that that yeah. ceases to be a part mm-hmm. of the conversation you know what I mean um, so and I'm saying that figuratively but but you know you, you can't think about survivability and then think right. about what's gonna happen right. in the third and second generation right. <laughs> you know and there is nothing, just as if you know this this bird this 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 business is an entity. It is something that you've given birth to. It is alive in and of itself. And there's not a more proud, uh, a prouder feeling than to walk that entity, that that thing that you birthed down the aisle, and give that you know that that child that you you've carried and loved and supported and nurtured. Oh. Give that child. You know, to someone else who is now going to bond with it and build something new, you know. You get to live forever in the history, you know, of that that business that you birthed.
0: Yes. And, and I'm in agreement with you, but, you know, again, by no means, like you mentioned, we're not saying that it's a, a bad thing or a negative thing to be a solopreneur, but I honestly, just from everything that I've taken in from, from you, what you've shared, I think this conversation is really for those that are solopreneurs, but they, they, they look at their, their business long-term, like they really are working diligently every day to grow their business into an umpire into a legacy so again yeah. it, it, it forces you to stretch your mind because you do have people um out here that are just in the the short-term grind right i just want to do this for a little while make a little bit of money and then i'm moving on to the next thing that's hot without really having that mindset of long-term growth and longevity and stability as well so um yeah so john oh man this is great conversation as always thank you so much i learned so much from you today but can you tell everyone how they can reach you how how they can get in contact with you and connect with you
1: yes yes thank you so um i am on just about every social media platform you know twitter at ebron underscore official uh instagram at ebron underscore coaching underscore consulting Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Look up Leaders Win, W-I-N, which stands for What is Next, because we are a future-focused company. So Leaders Win uh, on Facebook. And you can always go directly to my website at www.john-ebron.com. So www.john-ebron.com.
0: Do you have any last words you would like to share with us all before you depart?
1: Um, I love you. We <laughs> <I laughs> are you all <laughs> leaders. Yeah. We are all leaders. And once we uh, embrace our leadership philosophy and pursue excellence with tenacity, there's no telling where we can go.
0: I receive it. Thank you, John.
1: Excellent. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful.
0: All right. You have a good one. Take care. You too. Once again, that was John Ebron. Thank you, brother, for such a great interview. It was a pleasure having you. Now, book recommendation. You know, every episode I have to recommend a book because readers are leaders. So the book recommendation for this show is The Magic of Thinking Big by John Swartz. And the book is basically... A premise of its name, the magic of thinking big, using our minds to create our reality. If you can see it, this is something that I tell my children all the time. If you can see it, you can create it. There's a famous quote by Oprah that I love. Create the highest, grandest vision for your life because you become what you believe. The magic of thinking big. There's another book by him, The Magic of of believing right so thinking big and believing that those big thoughts you garner and you harness can and will come into fruition guys our minds everything around us Is our direct manifestations of a thought. Everything began with the thought. The chair you may be sitting in right now began with the thought. Somebody had to think about it. The airplanes that we fly in, someone had to think about it. The shoes that we wear on our feet, someone had to think about it. Okay. The Apple iPhone. Someone thought about it. Our Android phone, someone thought about it. Touchscreen, someone thought about it, right? Moving us from the Blackberry phase to now touchscreen. Smartphone, someone thought about it. Every single thing th- began with a thought, okay? Another thing, everything around us, every single thing around us is a direct reflection of what we hold within ourselves and within our minds. Right. And I know you may be saying, well, damn, you know, I have this person around me that's toxic and draining the life force out of me or, you know, I'm working at this dead end job that I can't stand. If I don't want these things, these things make me unhappy. How is it that I brought it into fruition? Well, that's why meditation is important. So that's going to be our health and wellness tip for the day. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Even if you start 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes and work your way up to an hour, even 2 hours. Now I'm at the point where I meditate for an hour and a half to 2 hours. I started out meditating at 5 minutes. It's important to meditate, quieting your conscious mind and listening to your subconscious mind because our subconscious mind is the one that makes things happen. It's the one that helps things and move things into the physical realm, into manifestation. Okay, so I said all of that to say the book recommendation is the magic of thinking big again by David Swartz. It's a really good read and it will help you to appreciate your mind a little more and tap into your mind and make it work for you. All right, that's the end of our episode. I would like for you guys to support the family brand by heading on over to shopfamilybrand.com, picking up your books. We have family brand, nine principles and tips to building family and business. We also have our mastermind workbook, which is a workbook that will help you to um, have a visual picture of your business, right? Creating a business model, a business plan for those of you that may um, participate and pitch events to to raise money for your business there's also a pitch deck in there a vision journal what does your business look like actually having a vision for your business we create um vision journals or vision boards i'm sorry for our personal lives but do we really have one for our business what does sovereignty in our business what does the visual of our business looks like so you can pick up a copy of the workbook once you purchase the workbook You have the opportunity to enroll in a free e-course that will show you and walk you through a few steps on how to use the workbook. Okay, so that comes with the purchase of your workbook. We also have our Wealth and Entrepreneurship T-shirts, the store T-shirts, which were created by the family brand kids. So make sure you use code NEW15 to get 15% off. You can also head on over to my website, LavetMen.com, and you can pick up your free ebook there as well. So visit the website. I also have some other free ebooks on the website as my gift from me to you for supporting the brand and supporting the movement. Thank you all for tuning in and sticking with me all the way through. This was a really, really great episode. Again, thank you, John for the interview. And I will catch you all next time. Um, Not on the 19th because my birthday is on the 20th and I will not be in town. I'll be on the island. But on the 26th, I'll be interviewing the lovely and none other Wanda D. Hollis. You do not, you do not, you do not want to miss that episode. But until then, be well. Peace, family.